Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. Hey, one of my favorite persons to focus on the family. Now, let me just give a disclaimer. I got a few favorite persons, but I tell you what. I love our guest today, and that's Danny Huerta. And uh, Danny is not only just so uh, out front with the Ministry of Focus on the Family, you probably see him in all sorts of places uh, all around the country, all sorts of media. And uh, we're excited because he is someone who knows exactly what he's talking about. In fact, he's vice president, president of Parenting and Youth, and uh, he oversees all of Focus on the Family's initiatives and he's here today in part of his role to equip you as parents to disciple and to mentor, well, your kids, which are the next generation. And you know the goal is so they can thrive in Christ. Dr. Wurza is a bilingual psychologist and a licensed clinical social worker, author of Seven Traits of Effective Parenting. And he's been on our show on so many times in the past. He resides there in Colorado Springs, Colorado. With, uh, boy, I tell you what, he and Heather, they've got Alex, Lexi, and Macy. And with that, Mr. Dr. Werta, good to have you on the Bill Bunkley Show. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. That was, that was quite an <laughs> intro, Bill. Yeah. Hey, I was, I was noticing that you provided lessons on geography and math and economics all along the way before we even started. So, so good job on the Hope Children's Home. What a great opportunity. And you're Given a great, uh, great lesson on math there. And then, uh, with geography, just all these different cities of Central Florida that you guys cover. I was uh, blown away with the, the amount of coverage you guys have. So thanks for having me on the show. Excited to be with you. Yeah, we're glad to have you. We picked up uh, AM 760 to add to all of our other frequencies, and it is a flamethrower. And so uh, <laughs> we have just expanded our audience. And, of course, I'm here for three hours every afternoon. So, uh, boy, I'm honored to be here. But uh, we're all in service with the Lord. And uh, we always have a God-ordained guest, and that's who you are this afternoon, and we are excited that uh, you're going to give us your expertise. Well, the kids are going, oh, no, we got to go back to school. Parents are saying, yes, 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 yes. So once again, the rite of passage, it's back to school time. So how do we transition, especially since we've got kids who are who were out of school for COVID for a while, then they went back, now they've been home, now they got to go back again. Boy, it takes someone that has a degree like you to figure all this out. So tell us, how do we do this? <laughs> well, you know, there are a lot of parents actually saying, oh, no, it's cool. we got to get back to routines. we got to get back to some kind of schedule and order in our house. And how are we going to do all the things we, we want to do? How can we be intentional as parents? How are we going to instill worldview in our kids? And all these things are happening at school from uh, other worldviews being brought in and anxieties coming at them. I just want to tell parents, hey, just take a deep breath and take one day at a time. This, this school year is an opportunity for a reset. You've never 
lived this school year before. No one has ever lived this school year, upcoming school year, ever before. And there are complexities. But in your home, you get to set up the culture that you want to have in your home, whether extremely busy or not as busy, whether pointed towards Christ or not pointed towards Christ, distracted or not distracted, together at mealtimes or not. This is your opportunity to set that up, and it's going to be imperfect, a bit wobbly along the way. But the idea is that you're committed to what you want to create as a culture in your home this upcoming school year, and it can be a a sheer invitation into many different conversations, uh, adventures together, some challenges, opportunities for growth. And so I want to encourage you to have this beginning of the school year be a time where you set up some great habits and and really try to set some structure that's going to be healthy for your home. You know, this could very well be, as you say, a very different school year, Danny Wharton. What I mean by that is we hear that there's going to be all this new organization. The kids are really going to be structured now. It's not going to be sort of an all over the map as the teachers were trying to get things together. But I also know here in Florida, there's a lot of folks that have moved here in the last few months and they have kids. And I know right here in the Hillsborough School District, there's an issue with uh, it could be some real overcrowding of schools. So with mm-hmm. that in mind, talk about this idea that parents, you've got to help your youngsters make these adjustments. And uh, with more kids, it just means that they may get a little less personal attention at school. Talk about that. Yeah. Uh, when, when they get home, have, have a schedule in place. Figure out what, what are we going to do first. Are we going to be snack time, and then uh, are we going to exercise together? If the kids are sitting a long period of time, you may want to consider exercising. That actually releases great proteins in the brain for learning. It helps with, uh, with just energy levels and concentration and focus. So maybe a good 10-minute, 15-minute routine of some fun exercising together as they get home, get some of that out. And then uh, hone in on getting some of the, the schoolwork out of the way and done and uh, helping them learn when they're fresh. And then enjoy some time together as a family, a meal time, uh, dinner time, maybe bring out a board game or something that creates that together time and, and helps you guys linger for a little while so you don't just vacuum up the food inside and then run to your next thing. It's having time of conversation and settling for a moment in creating that atmosphere. Even if kids are in sports, find a time when everyone can be there and can at least have uh, something, a meal or tea or coffee or something together in the evening time where you're talking with one another and then prepare for the next day, the night before. Have your kids put their backpacks together, get lunches together so that it's not chaotic in the morning and you're starting off with with a peaceful mind. You're, you're you're, you're stepping into the day rather than sprinting chaotically into uh, what the day has for you. And that's a great start for the kids, a great pattern you can create. And, and one of the things that I'm working with a lot of families on this year is the idea of highlighting. What is it that we're going to choose as a family to highlight? And maybe put a highlighter right at the center of the table and leave it there as a centerpiece and figure out what is everyone highlighting throughout the day? What are some things that uh, you chose to highlight negative and positive. It's good to talk about the negative things that we sometimes tend to highlight and then saying, what is it that we want to highlight? The things we're grateful for, maybe where God's been working in our home and our lives, uh, maybe the things we did well, things we're 
growing in, what are our goals, uh, compliments that people got throughout the day, making sure they're, they're, they're replayed in the mind so that you, you, you take them in and absorb them, much like we do when there are criticisms. Uh, what are some life-giving corrections that we got throughout the day that uh, we could learn from? Just do that. Have that be a, a rhythm this next year where instead of highlighting all the negative news that comes out, what are some of the positive stories that are out there, and how do we highlight those? How do we find those intentionally as parents and as family members and share those with one another? Because just like there's a lot of bad news, there's a lot of good news out there, and we want to make sure we pull those out because the news doesn't naturally do that for us, and we have to be intentional to do that. And we have the good news of God's Word. Sometimes maybe reading one one verse uh, of Scripture at night and having everyone think about that or people sharing their life verses. Uh, that's a great way to do it, do it, do it pretty quickly, but also engage with God's Word at least once throughout the evening. And that's what a lot of families have time to do. Sometimes they're just crashing, going, ah, tomorrow, right. we'll, read we'll read the Bible. Make, make that part of your rhythm in the evening. This is high anxiety week. I mean, the kids are coming home. You have all those sort of shenanigans that can happen even the first week, whether it's bullying or having your feelings hurt. And then you've got the whole idea that people really, a lot of us don't get home by the six o'clock hour. And you just mentioned some of those other opportunities. A quick story, um, Dr. John Hagee, of course, his son, uh, Matt Hagee, co-pastors there at Cornerstone Church in San Antonio. They tell the story about every night they would have either whether it was at the kitchen table or they would sit down and a pastor would go around to all of his kids every night. Tell me about your day. Tell me about your day. Tell me about your day. Dad was really plugged in. Mom is kind of naturally plugged in. So talk about that anxiety, having this this time together as a family. And, of course, everything with a with, with a bow of focus, focusing on God. Yes, you bet, Bill. It really is uh, an anxiety week and maybe anxiety month. Uh, some kids are just transitioning into high school, some into college, some into kindergarten, and each one has their own challenges. And then kids are wanting to be accepted. They feel a sense of rejection. We've heard a lot of news of shootings happening, and so that that comes to, to play in, in kids' minds. Uh, there are just a lot of fears that pop up, and so as parents, What's important to do is, is, is be a part of the conversation somewhere along the way in the evening where you're helping kids interpret reality from a biblical worldview, for, but, but also from a, a view that takes into consideration a lot of truth to the moment. Uh, many times fear is a liar in our mind. It really truly is. It, it over uh, predicts, and uh, sometimes it's normal to feel a sense of anxiety towards something, but then with fearfulness, when we go into that place of fear, it magnifies everything and it causes a distortion of what reality is. And many kids decide they just want to avoid things. And that's not actually the best thing. What you want to do is help them learn how to, how to lean into and have the right tool set to manage the anxious feelings, the situations that may be uh, misinterpreted. For instance, uh, just this summer, I went to, I was with uh, my kids at, uh, uh, at a water slide, and a dad needed somebody else to ride with he and his two kids because they needed four on this tube. So I said, hey, guys, I'm going to jump in on this tube to go with them so they can go together. So I jumped in there, and two completely different personalities were on there. At the end of the ride, one kid was crying, and the other one was saying, man, let's do that all over again. Let's, let's go to all the – the other kid said, never, Dad, never take me on a ride like that again. Super anxious, different interpretations of the same moment. 
and he, both boys needed a different part of their dad in that moment. And I could see him going, okay, I need to be present with my anxious son, and I need to listen. I mean, you could see him want to take that in and hug the kid and say, yeah, all right, let's figure out what ride we can go on. And, and still he wanted to challenge him. You could hear that. And then the other son was wanting to go on an adventure. And here dad found himself in two places. But, man, really what needed to happen was he was present with both kids and didn't shame either one. He did a fantastic job. And dads, we can bring so many life-giving things to our home. So make sure you don't rob them of that by trying to gain approval at work or other places and saying yes when really you could say no so that you can be present with your kids and help them interpret life along the way. It goes so fast. All these years go super fast. And as the school year goes in, they're going to need your listening ear, your guidance, your encouragement, your life-giving words, your your encouragement to go get them and, and stretch themselves, your life-giving correction. And uh, one place that you as a mom and dad can go into whenever you can is Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 7. If you can park there for a while, that can really be transforming to the home. And it's, it's about supplementing your faith with virtue and then that with knowledge and then with self-control and with steadfastness with the goal of becoming a loving person and a life-giving family to those around you. And if you can be life-giving in your home and figure that out, in your life giving, in your community, and in your school, you begin to transform the places around you. But then your home is transformed. What if that happened this year? How exciting could that be? If your goal is to build a life giving family, and just know your focus on the family, that's what our goal is: is to build life giving families alongside of you. Be the tools you need to do that, and uh, you can go to focusonparenting.com. Focusonparenting.com. You'll land right at the parenting page. Constantly putting new videos and new articles on things that matter most to you as a parent uh, as you're wrestling through many different things, from worldview to technology to sexuality, mental health issues, everyday parenting, any patient stage. We want to be there with you. So, yeah, it makes this a year where the goal is life-giving, not perfection. How can we be more life-giving as a family? And it begins with you as parents. That is a picture of the father in heaven, his father, the family, getting the, the the family around. And by the way, we won't get a chance to get to it, but I know Danny was wanting to share about how you could really serve your teachers and classmates in school, uh, sending notes, thank yous, little gift cards, if you can do that in your budget. So, But last but not least, let's not leave God out. Well, not that we have, but what is the emphasis, especially when that dad has that fireside chat every night, the importance of him also pointing to God and to Jesus. Talk about keeping God in the midst of all these conversations. Yeah, it begins by making prayer a priority. Do you believe that prayer is real, that it's a conversation with God, and, and it's an invitation for us to go in? It's not a should. It's not you have to do this in order to be a Christian. It's, man, I don't want to miss out on that invitation. And one practical thing that we've used in our home, and I recommend to families, is to buy one of those packs of cards that has Bible verses and life-giving quotes on them, and then put them in the lunch boxes or at the, the dinner table, breakfast table. And, and uh, you'll notice that uh, many times either you as a dad if in your lunch bag or your kids in their lunch bag, it'll be the right verse for that day. And wow. talk about that. Wow, God's speaking to us through his word, through these cards. And just know we have some at our bookstore here, our e-store. Amazon, you can find those, just those little cards. And then mom, dad, you guys put it 
and places where your kids are going to see it, and you'll begin to see. Just ask them, hey, what, what did you think about that verse that you got today? It's God speaking to you. And as you bring that up uh, with asking, hey, where have you seen God? Those questions help point back to where's God? What's he saying? Let's make sure we're listening and saying. Hey, what's that website again, that special website for parents? Yeah, FocusOnParenting.com. FocusOnParenting.com, FocusOnParenting.com, FocusOnParenting.com. If you forget that, you can always go to FocusTheFamily.com. We are right up against the clock. Well, I'll tell you what, Dr. Danny Huerta, I just sit and listen and just soak it up like a sponge. Thank you so much for your expertise. Thanks so much for all that you do for Focus and all of us. And, man, I can't wait to the next time you're with us. Hey, thanks, Bill. What an honor it's been to be with you. God bless you, my friend. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors.